Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mitten Backstage. Thanks for joining us today. I'm going to be chatting with my good friend, Daviance Washington. Now, it goes without saying that Daviance has got one of the deepest pockets as a drummer uh, in West Michigan. You can hear him playing with different gospel groups, funk groups, blues groups. He's been on the road with Harper and the Midwest Kind. He has so many different projects that he's involved in, including Groove Ground Music. And it was fun to catch up with him because he recently had a new baby. So he's been very busy with his new kid. If you like today's conversation and you want to support podcasting efforts like these, you can head on over to patreon.com slash There you can donate at different tiers to get exclusive merch, early episodes of the audio and video versions of each podcast that I produce, and more. You can also head over to dutchersnedeker.com to see what I'm up to all around the internet. Thanks again, and if you dig the episode, feel free to share it with someone who you think would enjoy these types of conversations, and give any of the profiles you might follow a like, a you know, subscribe, a follow, all those good things to show that you dig what I'm producing. All right, let's get right into today's episode with Daviance Washington. just like this still not working it's still not working so the frustration of doing that back and forth <laughs> it's something yeah that's i i it's been a minute since i've had to do that in terms of like sending gear back because it, something's weird um i did spend most of monday like i i took off all the keys on my keyboard and just like did a, a, a deeper clean than I've done. <laughs> and yeah, it's so far, I mean, I'm using it on the gig tonight, so I'll see how it holds up in a live setting. But as far as I can feel from playing it, like it's, it's closer to being normal again than having a bunch of like sticky keys and <laughs> right. Weird stuff. Cleaning that. I was talking to, to someone about cleaning my stands and polishing my stands. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that one. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I want some stands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like there, there's just some, you know, there, at some point you, you're, it's like it's, it's hardware. Like it's going to get dinged up and beaten up. Like the only time it's pristine, I think, is like, if you were to like go to a company and they like stage a kit (laughs) and that's like, Oh, all brand new hardware. (laughs) Probably ain't getting that one though. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's been nice. I got these new ultra light DW stands so I can literally carry all my hardware in this book bag. And it's it's like a book bag. It is a book bag. So just throws on my shoulder. I just, I'm out of here. It's yeah. Nice. That's, that's like, I, I'm now that I'm having to like load in and out of cars again, I'm, I'm starting to think like, okay, what did I do to like make things super easy? And that's going to be part of today is I, I have that, uh, I have like a, an old suitcase that I bought 
when Earth Radio played in Indiana, we stopped at a thrift store and there was just a bunch of like old suitcases for sale. And I know Hannah picked up one for, I think some of her cables and like smaller accessories. And then I picked up one that I could literally like fit all of, you know, cables, any plugs, extra things, just all in that suitcase. And yeah, man, that's easy. Talk <laughs> about this groove gear. Which groove gear thing? Oh, wow. Stadium bag. I had to. It was. Like, Whoa. Like the SPD pad, XLR. Oh, that's falling out. I'll fix that. But. Wow. Put all of that in there. It's called a Groove Gear Stadium bag. Um, Touring, and you get the back straps, and you can clamp your in and ears. It's, oh yeah, it's it's the diggity, bro. And my stick bag, my SPD go in there, so it's literally like deep, deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, look. Like, that probably shouldn't look good while I'm putting it on camera. Just a mess right now, bro. <laughs> no, it. Well, I I keep seeing, I, or I keep. <laughs> trying to remember like does groove gear have oh cowbell <laughs> cowbell comes out of my back yeah but rabbit out of your hats cowbell <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i keep trying to like you know keeping an eye out on on keyboard gear mm-hmm. just I, want, I, I need to look and see if groove gear's got even just like an accessory bag like condensed stuff even further to dude yes they, in. <laughs> yeah, they, do. they have this new drum set cases where you just slide it all on one like what do you call a uh, dolly and it just slides in it just clamps and it's just one one push it's <laughs> like you guys are making bank yeah was, yeah but, wow yeah group got some stuff for you bro i know how you gig you got your pedals and stuff <laughs> yep the way Groove Gear is the way. I recommend that to anyone that's already listened to this podcast. Groove Gear for stadium and moving along, gigging, accessory bags. And it protects. And it's very, very, very sturdy. Yeah. Any any shot I've seen of, of any Groove Gear things, or even just the the brief moments I was at their booth at NAM last year, I was just like, man, these guys, like, it's like they understand musicians need a million pockets for like a bunch of it's, it's like they know that every musician's gonna have like you know like an instrument you know cables probably a laptop you right. know st- right. storage drive like everyone's carrying their office with them and their mm-hmm. instrument so <laughs> that bag is pretty much that because i can get my spd my laptop and some sticks in there and they got side pockets too and it comes with built shelves mm. yeah but I gotta go to now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun. It it's a little. It it was it was a mix of like it's fun, but it's also a lot happening, and you just have to make peace with the fact that you can't see everything, and you'll see some of it online like you normally would. <laughs> I'm not gonna accept that. I need to see it all <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> but that's a- yeah, well, it, it and I guess for me, it, like when I went, I had to split um, booth duties with Tom uh, over at the CUSAC music booth. So mm. there, 
there are times where I'd, I'd just be posted up in the same spot for three hours and I would, I would see some people walking by or like, you know, random people would come up to the booth, like the, the JHS pedals company dude, the founder, like came over and checked out some things and, you know, other random industry, like, Oh, he's a, he works with this dealer. Or he works with this company and, you know, just people trying out stuff, but being on the floor was, it, it was like, you're, you're trying to keep an, an eye out for like, okay, this guy's playing here at, you know, seven, but ghost notes playing at seven thirty, and it's on the other end of the convention hall. And then <laughs> it's like, you're trying to catch. Oh. And then the whole time you're walking, you're like, that's Corey Henry with, and there's Thundercat with his artist rep. And there's, you know, just, all you know five gospel drummers all shedding and someone's coming over to shut it down because it's too loud (laughs) that's funny that is really funny seeing those little clips on instagram like this this booth is shut down for noise uh the noise is just too loud i was like wow that's that's neat i like that but i don't yeah it it's well it's it's inconsistent too because it's like at the where the nord booth was last year they had a very faint like signal that the audience could hear everything all the performers seemed to have in ears because they all brought you know if they didn't just play their instruments it was like they brought a laptop with tracks mm-hmm. um and they were like you know not that far away from dj land where it was just a bunch of like dj setups and pas and like you know beats just blaring over pa speakers and like none of them were getting shut down during people's performances but then like the tonewood booth got shut down and tonewood's just like a device you stick on acoustic guitars and it's like an acoustic like they'll shut down that but they won't shut down a dj booth they'll shut down you know gospel drummer okay that makes a little more sense but then they won't shut down you know, like five dads at the bass booth all slapping. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. over slapping on bass. <laughs> that's super, super funny. Oh. Oh man, that's weird. That's super weird. <laughs> yeah, it's well and and then there's like, you know, the the other layer of just like the things you're not looking for. Like I r- randomly being with Caleb at the um at the audio technica booth i think he was looking to shop or like test test out one of their mics or something and i just hear like you know behind me from where i'm standing someone's just like man i really wish someone could help me with this purchase and i turn and it's like some lady was saying it but like nearby in the group of people she was with uh hannibal burris was there (laughs) (laughs) And Hannah was just like, I would love to buy this turntable, but unfortunately I don't see anyone. <laughs> and I like turned to the, like one of the booth reps. I'm like, Hey, that, that's Hannibal Burris. And she's like, who? And I'm like, international comedian. He's got podcasts. He needs audio equipment. Go, go look at him. And then oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, how do you not <laughs> oh, no, no. like even just a little bit aware broad city, like, I don't know, a show he's been on or. I guess if, I don't know, I guess if you haven't watched any of his stand-up or the Eric Andre show or Broad City or, you know, 
anything else he's been in. <laughs> that's funny, Dodger. That's that's insane. But that those things happen though. Yeah, and people don't even realize like this person's this person. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Well, and it was funny too seeing the people who kind of became celebrities, like the um there was that dude, I think he was at like a like a like a college basketball or football game and he was like playing a kit and he was kind of going crazy and oh yeah. And yeah. I think Jeremy Flood made a video of right. him. <laughs> the noise of yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Like my favorite Jerome. It's my favorite <laughs> favorite one by him. You know, and that's yeah. funny. Because I, I see that guy of the Afro. Yep. The Afro guy. And I see him often in like those random pop-ups. And but when you guys were at NAM, I also seen him in another person's Instagram story. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I was like, that I think they were checking out uh Calvin Rogers. Mm, yeah. I think that's who the where I seen it. Someone was uh, posting Calvin Rogers. And it was that guy, and there was another one. But then there was another one. He was all around the Nord Circle. He was, oh, at, yeah. he was at the Nord Station as well. I seen that. Someone posted. I can't remember who. But, yeah, I do see that guy often on other people's stories. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, like just a totally, you know, a moment he probably just thought was like, oh, that was funny. They caught it on camera. And then now he's, like, using it to, like, give himself a career bump almost sure. Sure, take it man take it and run yeah yeah he was like I, I just remember like seeing him and he was just kind of he was uh talking with someone who like had recognized him from the video and I'm like I wonder how much of his weekend was just like you're that guy from the video or <laughs> a lot of pictures probably a lot of pictures that's cool yeah though. a lot of pictures a lot oh. of do you think you guys confused yeah, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, overall, it was a, it was a good time. It um, logistically, it was tricky to kind of coordinate twelve people that all kind of were in the same Airbnb, but um, it worked out as in terms of like getting to do a bunch of stuff. I still, you know, I saw certain people play. I, you know, I had that random dream symbol party thing uh, with Scott, that's <laughs> um, which that was, that was interesting. Cause like we, we knew Scott was playing this party. And then at the time, like L was just like, Hey, or like we, we, we all pull up and L just kind of looks at me and Kevin and she's like, Hey, you're going to play with Scott in like, 15 minutes <laughs> i'm like okay uh, we'll do something and then kevin was having issues i think his his ovation guitar needed like a nine volt and, and oh, okay. he didn't have any around so he ended up not playing so just me and scott for however long we played <laughs> nah, that's cool that's really and it was good. like it was like following like whichever dude is like I guess credited with gospel chops or something like as a brand right. is like, it was following that drummer that like all these gospel drummers are just like, it's that guy. And I'm like, I don't, 
He needs to know what he's doing. <laughs> or something. Is, is it the guy from Shed Tracks? Or... Yeah, I, I, it was something like because when we got there, there were there was a, a younger gospel drummer just playing to tracks, mm. and we could like hear him from the parking lot. Right. <laughs> <Just> the... <laughs> Did you see any concerts at now? Uh, yeah, I saw. I'm trying to think who I saw. I know I saw um, Animals as Leaders. They played the outdoor Yamaha stage the first night which i was like this is crazy like this band is this band's like you'd think is such a niche you know like a a, like a technical progressive metal with like fusion of like jazz and classical stuff um they were they were playing that main stage because that same stage is where like you know uh tower power earth earth wind and fire um like that's where all those dudes were performing um so i saw i saw them i saw uh a little bit of earth wind and fire i think like the back half of the concert um and tower of power um ghost note um which they played like they started i mean they only had like probably 40 minutes (laughs) But they started their set with like three new songs. <laughs> I was just like, uh, and uh, I, yeah, I saw them and I'm trying to think who else was like, because we didn't go, we didn't see any shows like in the city. We almost went to the Mint, mm-hmm. um, I think is what the venue was called. And that was, I think it was like a Dami and JD Beck thing, but I don't. I don't remember. I did see Dami and JD Beck play at the Nord booth um, and a little bit of Jesus Molina and uh, J3PO. Um, and yeah, I think those are the only like, like concerts sets. I, I mean, I know I saw like, you know, bits and pieces of like the, the, the Dower Jones, Doug Wimbush, Marcus Machado trio. Um, and you know Joey DeFrancesco playing at an, one of the organ company booths, and uh, I ran to Jim Alfredson and Cliff. They were doing a round robin at the Hammond booth with all these that's, organ players. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, it's it it. There's there's just so many, especially because like, and, you know, if if obviously if you're like you're you're you know, tunnel vision is like, I like these kinds of styles of music. It's really easy to like pick out where you're going to see stuff. But when you're, you know, you listen to a lot of stuff, you see what's happening on YouTube or you see which companies are coming up. And then you start to see these weird intersections of like, Oh, that's the music is wind guy with the samurai guitarist guy and Jared Dines. And they're all at the Abasi guitars booth with, the dude who like who made periphery and like oh they're across from this other company that makes these kind of pedals and they're working together like or you know like like you're walking past a booth on the way like i was i was going to see i saw a little bit of Yvette young this guitar player she was at the seymour duncan booth and on the way to see her i heard uh aaron the bassist (laughs) 
Like he was just at one of the, I think the Mark Base booth, or, or maybe not Mark Base, some base company, base amp company. But I was like, there's that kid, the eight year old <laughs> producer. Same. You listen to some of his stuff? Yeah. Like and just <laughs> crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> like, why are you doing this to my career? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then like supposedly his dad or or brother or whoever that is that like is sometimes in videos with them. Like he's a killer musician too, so it's like his brother. Oh, that his makes brother. a little more sense. How Aaron's able to like get access to certain things or be right. able to learn certain things. <laughs> I I noticed that Sput posted a video of Aaron's brother. I can't think of his name. Um, that was just like, yeah, this guy is one of my top favorite five drummers and it was Aaron's big brother I was like this makes sense it's starting to make sense now I was just like I didn't even know who his brother is but I don't know who his brother is but I'm just like this this is insane how dope this dude is and he's eight years old I'm like and then the music he's producing right now slaps it slaps so hard bro I was just like oh it's know. like it's like you see that and you know because i I've, i thought about the post i made in my story it was um i think leonel luike shared it um you know kids in this african village all playing you know different polyrhythm things and just you know stuff that comes naturally to learning percussion there and and it's like people don't realize like <laughs> It's like, yeah, Tommy. Tommy did his first violin recital. Look at this village. This village in you don't even know where Africa, and yeah. they're killing it. <laughs> Who cares about Tommy? <laughs> it's like he's not like these people grew up in a culture that like like really appreciates it. Like you're just you're yep. just hoping he gets a higher math score in high school. <laughs> I'm passing, bro. We're passing. He's he's got to pass. Yeah, he's got got to get at least passing, Tommy. <laughs> oh man, so funny. Oh, yeah. How was the um? Yeah, you you guys played Coyote Crossing. Yes, Groove Ground played Coyote Crossings in Cadillac, Michigan, and uh, that was great. We opened up for Zach Bonson in the A Thousand Watts Profits. Um, a thousand watts. A thousand watts profits. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it was like a rock band or soul. It's like soul rock. Oh, okay. They're really good. They're really, really good. Um, so I've been sitting in for those guys. I did a Friday and Groove Ground did the Saturday with those guys. So oh, nice. Yeah, it was just like a little weekend thing for me. But um, Groove Ground played Saturday at uh, Coyotes Crossings, and we opened up as hard as we can, and <laughs> they enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, in my experience, I think they did. So, um, I mean, it was great. I mean, I'm excited for the other shows we have coming up. I know we have a July 9th gig that just been released with the Muskegon homies, um, Flexidespo and, uh, who's all on that? Earth Radio's on that. Um, uh, Oh, what's that? That's the oh, the Berlin Sprig? Berlin, Berlin Foot something? Yeah. Berl, yeah. Yeah. I, I had to like, 
in my head think because we had had recently someone accidentally like <laughs> before confirming that we could do it or not which we could we ended up not being able to do it then oh. like this other event announced us on the bill and we were like no <laughs> we're not playing that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. there's been a lot of that this year to me double book yeah before, something like that yeah but uh are you guys so you guys are not doing it well we're we're doing we're doing the the july 9th it was a july 3rd okay event that um it would have been cool but i you know i i have a a rare like invitation to a wedding i'm not working a wedding so i was like this will be a fun break from doing like i think most of the gigs i have this summer are weddings (laughs) awesome so i'll i'll make I'll make some good money and yeah, there's like, there's, there's enough earth radio stuff that'll, that'll be good to like work on. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, we have uh, a small handful of shows each month. Um, But yeah, it's like really, it's trying to switch back that booking gear in my brain to like start planning out for further into the fall, you know, looking at next year, just hitting up all these places that were already set for this year with reschedules and being like, Hey, are you booking next year? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Right. Getting on it now. <sighs> yeah. Which I don't know. Cause uh, like one part of me thinks like all these venues that rescheduled now they're ahead when usually hey. they're kind of behind like oh we're booked like you know february you hit them up you're like oh we got two slots and someone backed out like this is our last minute we're trying to have it finished by march or you know whatever they want to do and now it's like all these local series that have like their whole lineups were done as soon as they did the reschedule so it's been like over a year (laughs) right like what did they do any preliminary booking did they wait like everyone else seems like most people have been just waiting and watching but yeah i'm, I'm getting better at the booking thing i just whatever comes to the table we're gonna eat we're gonna grab it we're gonna eat it um but i'm learning a lot about this booking and the timing of it and mm-hmm. to be ready for it when it's time or you just stay ready you don't have to be ready but just getting getting that, those things together in order yep yeah yeah well and and i you know next year i want next year to kind of be like what 2019 was for earth radio where right. we like were really hitting the ground running and we hit a lot of good markers in that year and and you know we played out a lot but it was like in a way that there was at least an attempt to like, okay, we're not just only playing Muskegon or Grand Rapids. Like we're going North or we're going to Chicago or we're going to Ohio, you know, just trying to link up with different bands. I mean, we were trying to book, I remember one of the, one of the gigs that like someone still tried to hold, hold on to last year that we, you know, we had already made up our mind that we were backing out anyway. And the gig ended up getting canceled. Um, it was, with a band in Indiana and like just randomly approached by the band, but then turns out like three of the band members worked for Sweetwater. (laughs) So we were like, Oh, we could do like a lunch concert and then do the show 
with that band the next day and then maybe do a tour like somewhere in that weekend and just kind of you know get i don't know try and get some kind of connection there <laughs> that's right. not just your sales rep sales <laughs> <laughs> rep comes through though yeah, yeah. right and then you want that be sales rep. <laughs> let me tell you i talked to my sales rep jason a lot it's kind of weird but he knows what i need and and sometimes he just calls like hey we got this stuff in stock i'm like yeah just send it you know i just want to be like a amazon subscription just send it at <laughs> this yeah <laughs> you know what charge I mean? the card send it over <laughs> you, know, you know my sticks my uh my card is on file so just go ahead and run it but i like that he does call first before he it. right so, oh, it doesn't climb <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sweetwater's been saving my life through this pandemic too but yeah, wasn't it like I remember at least Madison talking about like it's hard it was hard to get certain equipment like that drummers regular like drum heads or sticks or oh, something. Man, this everything was on back order. Everything. Everything was on back order. Um I was trying to plan for it. So I was kind of getting my stuff on time at least. But I don't know. It was just working out for me. But I got a foot pedal that I got purchased in April, actually. April 1st, on my birthday. And it's still not here. <laughs> it's still not here. That's it. It was supposed to be here Monday. That's it. My foot pedal was supposed to be here Monday. It's but we're not paid for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> said what so now I'm, I'm starting to like now i'm starting to feel what madison's feeling yeah <laughs> starting to feel like i can't get the gear <laughs> my gear yeah uh, yeah it's well and it's weird too like because i feel like more companies now are like making comparable stuff right and not every local store like even even if you were going to like rit or something and like you know, put the order in. That doesn't mean it's necessarily going to get there faster. Right. And, and it's like, sometimes you, you know, I, I see this all the time as a keyboard player, like not a lot of people carry certain, certain brands for like demoing. It's like guitar center is probably the most comprehensive, but it's only certain guitar centers. Cause they don't even, like some of those guitar centers don't even put out like, you know, like a Nord or like, they just put out like, oh, here's the Yamaha, the Korg, the, you know, Roland. And then they put like the small synths and sequencers and stuff. Yeah. I don't think um, and then, yeah, for you, it's like for you guys, there might be a drum room at, <laughs> at, at a spot to try out some equipment, but most yeah. times you're just like kind of, you know, hoping you can get it pretty quick, try it on some stuff and then send it back before you're like, yeah, before you, it's like a final purchase or something, and you have to try and just sell it. <laughs> oh, that's why I just stick to Sweetwater, bro, and Ritz. I do stick to Ritz and Sweetwater. Shout out to Ritz because every time I go in there, they have it. Um, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't have it, I find something that I like better. So that's really, that's been really cool. Scott, been, he's a big help over there. Um, 
I don't go to the place on 28th Street anymore. I'm not going to say the name. Um, (laughs) 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 Nobody knows what that spot is. I don't know what that spot is. It's perfect. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, I mean, you you mentioned you have other gigs coming up. um, And you're doing... Are you, because like Groove Ground, I guess everyone's st- like Adam hasn't moved yet. Like everyone's still in GR. Everyone's still in GR. So um, it's probably uh, like easy to coordinate rehearsals. and Right. That's why I haven't been to a Rick Beery because we, uh, all my rehearsals happen on Thursday. Oh, yep. So I'm like, man. And then when I don't have Groove Ground, I have to schedule another rehearsal. So <laughs> I, like today, I, Samo's playing at Allegan tomorrow, and I have to have a rehearsal for that tonight because my civic show that was supposed to happen on Monday rained and we got pushed to Tuesday. And so I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone's in Grand Rapids, and so it works out really, really well. And we just keep it consistent on Thursday so we can just be polished. And so, because we're a new band, and right. we're in writing. So, consistency is the best thing for right now for us well probably be coming something new i guess so branding ourselves as a new band so yeah it's it's fun it's really fun seeing everyone's thought process during the, the pandemic and how to write with each other and get to know each other well, everyone knows each other but we just haven't like played in a band with each other you know in the project right so it's easy. It's it, it goes. It works out well. Um, but yeah, we we we're, we're working on it. Getting <laughs> yeah. so hopefully the this this July 9th is gonna give a really great introduction of Groove Ground, and so yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. Just like I mean, I feel like that's like the two. I feel like the two modes right now that most people I've talked to are in, you know, regarding any music work, it's like you have, you have the Eli's of the world who've been like maniacally hustling since January to like basically have three to four gigs almost every week for months. (laughs) And you're like, how did you get that? And it's like, Oh, he's, you know, it's, it's like, him solo or after hours or like this is a date with earth radio or like he's doing you know some other thing um and then there's there are people like you know who they know that because they've you know that they've they're taking it not not necessarily taking it easy but they're not like you know every every day like freaking out about like oh i gotta get stuff booked to get certain things done but they're still working on you right. know like we're gonna keep doing these certain things and then next year is gonna be more open so we'll right. we'll be yeah. even more prepared to like come out swinging and absolutely absolutely just just chill for a second and write you know find the direction where we still want to be you know all the feels you know that can mean anything country and font i don't know but yeah. it can happen but just chill out for a little bit and write and get to know each other more. So 
Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, I, I imagine uh, grilling on Pete's deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we we had that that uh, meeting that day. Yeah, we now we just we come to rehearsal, we just pop over the wine bottle and just get at it. Yeah, <laughs> just well, go go right for it. Go right for it. Let's let's get through it. <laughs> yeah, what Earth Radio has been we've been uh you know we we had a meeting recently of just like some things that we could iron out to make the right. you know the process of everything a little bit smoother um and one thing i i'm looking forward to like establishing that is is like a good mix of like we like to you know we like to get through the things you need to get through for rehearsals right uh but we also like hang out and so we're we're kind of trying to take that approach of like, kind of like when you're in in like music school and you know you have an hour between classes and you're shedding for some gig with your friends, and it's like all right we only have an hour so we have to hit certain things within this hour, uh, and then that you know makes instead of like oh it took twenty minutes to get through three songs it's in that twenty minutes we worked on right. you know these songs and talked about you know transitions or whatever right and and ran some transitional stuff right but then you know that hit that first hour hard and then the next you know hour or two hours however long we're still being there that gives us you know oh we could take a break for you know 10 minutes 15 minutes and then like oh or oh it's you know we're doing a late rehearsal so we did an hour let's do another chunk of time and then just relax to wind down the night. Like to get the work out of the way is just making everything right. <laughs> easier to, to, to deal with. <laughs> Absolutely. Just not putting so much on your plate at that moment, you know, take those, take those moments and write them down and jot it out and get it through. Mm -hmm. um, wow. I, I love their radio group. Everyone in that group is so, <laughs> so, so killer. Thanks. <laughs> Congratulations to Justin. He's got that Emmy Award. With the, oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's that's dope. That's real dope. Yeah. I've, you know, I've met Sheridan at the, like the, yeah, Sheridan Tongue. I met him at some, you know, one of those, he was a, panelist on one of the b-side sessions and you know i i've expressed wanting to work with him not just because you know he's winning emmys but because he's getting he's doing the sync licensing thing and he's putting out you know a pretty steady library of like documentary series soundtracks um but he plays keys so i'm like all right uh what uh <laughs> what what other instrument or or sound or thing like do you need that i could do like that's kind of right what i'm trying to figure out like what he might need yeah um were you, were you on yeah. that project as well no i you know i knew about the session i wasn't there when it was being tracked but i knew that it was happening um just because that wasn't the first time like Mark or, or Justin or Scott had been hired or Kevin. Um, Cause I, I don't know where Sheridan's house is, but it's in Grand Haven somewhere. So it's not 
that crazy for him to like come to third coast do the live tracking and then have people over at his studio space for like overdubs or like right mixing or whatever that's dope i don't know who this person is but i have to definitely look into him yeah he's like as far as i know he he's a welsh dude that uh met I forget how he met his wife. His wife originally from Grand Haven. He moved here with her and he still keeps a studio. Like he's got the studio here and then he's got a studio, like a bigger facility in London that he has a manager that he coordinates with. And I don't know if it's, if it's back to kind of the normal routine he was doing, but he was saying like he, I think he takes like a week or a week and a half and he goes out to London each month to like be more hands-on and coordinate certain things for when he's not in London. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine like having two, like running two studios worth of work <laughs> for like Nat Geo projects and like BBC stuff. Like he's, he's just, he he's like, he's the example of like, you know, you, you do the work, you know, the right people, and it doesn't really matter like where you're based as long as you're communicative and like can show up and do the work. Cause he, he's even expressed his, like, at first it was like a little surprised. He was a little surprised by like, you know, working with area musicians and being like, yeah, these, a lot of, a lot of you Michigan artists, like don't even realize like how skilled, (laughs) you are like when he's you know worked with people in all these major music cities and he's like giving west michigan props for like having solid players (laughs) like that's it's like good we're the the words getting out we're we are here we're here doing things (laughs) they're doing some stuff (laughs) yeah we're not just landlocked like it's i'm sorry we're not detroit but like just Right, right do something <laughs> right oh man i feel like people like so overlook grand rapids but that's definitely going to change that's definitely mm-hmm. to change yeah um, with all the new development and all the we're killers we are yeah right now and it's just getting bigger i feel like every time i drive down the road now someone's got a new rooftop party or new rooftop is doing something with their rooftop the holiday right by my house they're doing a new rooftop i've never known that place to have a top that could be a live music thing yeah it's it's developing so fast and gr is going to take off especially with the the musicians that we have and the artists and the painters and yeah well and i see people like like you know people who have relocated to this area just because of either the pandemic or you know whether it was like a like a strategic move or if it was like oh we were planning like i had a friend who was you know planning on moving back to michigan for a little bit after a certain amount of time at her job doing sound and because of the pandemic you know speeding up that process she's been back here the last year and um but she, you know, she's just like, I've, I've been trying to get her plugged in, like anyone who needs sound, because like she, you know, worked for a 
I think Schubert systems and, and they get hired for like, you know, like she did the, the, was it like the roots pick, not picnic, but they're like a roots birthday bash or something like some, That's you cool. know, like roots and friends party at the whiskey go, go. She's been contracted <laughs> out for Bonnaroo. She's you know, like, she's just used to like, like, here's your team do good work. And then I think she mainly was focusing on monitors, but um, awesome. yeah, it's like, there's just, you know, people back in the state that are like, Hey, you're killer. Go do the thing with these people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man. I got a buddy named Matt dubs and uh, he works with uh, what's, what's the sound group. Um, live space or on stage or a uh, live space okay um aren't those the guys that did uh the lawn yes lawn? okay live space he works with those cats and he was just telling me he was doing uh stage monitoring for electric force when t-pain was on stage whoa i was like <laughs> didn't know that i noticed that when i seen his snapchat and then when i seen him on when i see him randomly but he also does the jazz fest too so when when that jazz fest was happening so i was like that's really cool man you got yeah. plugs right there some really good plugs happening but yeah crazy crazy yeah just the just the like <laughs> the, <laughs> the people you just meet that are like one degree from like the goal you're trying to get to and you're like i'm so close so close. <laughs> I have to work there to get closer. Yeah. Twenty minute row. I was working at twenty minute row just so I could learn production. And I, I met what's the what's the homie name from uh, August Burns Red. Uh, oh yeah. He met him. Did a little lesson, a free lesson with him in the garage while he was unpacking. Like unpacking. I was like, that's really really cool, man. Thanks for taking your time out and showing me something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one step closer just one step closer. so so we're so close we're getting there we're getting there yeah and i definitely felt it you know with earth radio shows last week yeah. it was i was like oh we're like it, we're back but it definitely feels like there's a there's like a second wind for like all these people who mm-hmm. you know might have been keeping up not just with us, but with live music in the city, mm-hmm. it's like everyone's everyone's ready to just like go see things and go do things, and um, it's it's a weird feeling. Like the demand for music has increased again, but mm-hmm. the the ability to have everything scheduled is 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 shifted. Right. right. <laughs> it's like yeah. everyone's still having like you know, oh, we have a few things in the summer and then we're, you know, just going to keep pushing further out like normal, but yeah, it's, it's like, like support live music this summer and then also next summer and then forever. Just yeah, do right. that. <laughs> keep doing it. We need you. We need yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> man. So how was that experience playing on the lawn? Oh, you guys first time, right? Yeah, first time on the lawn. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, Live Space did a good job right. setting things up. Um, okay. It was very easy to, like, you know, keep certain things staged with the lineup. 
and um people you know it it was interesting because it it was kind of like kind of like how Meyer Gardens like when you like most people are seated and and sometimes if you're like standing up people you know the the some people get upset that didn't really happen at the listening room but it was the same vibe of like oh a lot of people are seated some people are up and dancing but um people were still listening and participating um and just kind of you know being open to the experience of like you know like brandino is definitely different than us and we're different than pink sky and it's not like like the through line might be just we all use effects pedals that's the only (laughs) it's the only like brandino's the loop master and we do our thing and pink sky has a you know a million different ways to like make their keyboards and synths sound cool with the electronic tracks and stuff but yeah overall it was like really fun and um great backdrop to just having like like you're facing the audience but the city's kind of the backdrop and then you know it's very cozy even though it's outdoors and got the big screen yep big screen (laughs) so cool i think that's could have one of been like the best thing gr has done right now is put one of those things out here outside Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think people most people i talked to seem to like the fact that they could you know like make a full day out of like like oh we're gonna go see a show at night but we could also like go early in the day for lunch at one of the restaurants and then see a movie. Like there, there are some people who kind of did, you know, like almost like a, like pre quarantine bingo. They're just like checking off like, okay, I went and saw a movie. I went out to a restaurant. I went out and had some drinks. I went to a show. <laughs> All the best things. Yeah. <laughs> the listening room is just as dope too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trio. Y'all trio's killing. Remember when we came in there that one day? Oh yeah, uh, that was. That was is that a, the day with Ian and Nathan? That was Ian and Madison. Oh okay, yep. I think it was like two a Thursday, maybe, or two. Yeah, I remember what day it was. It was like too long ago for me to remember. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I have shows coming up. I gotta remember that stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that residency. My last day there was this past Saturday. Uh, Grace really? is doing the eleventh and twelfth. <laughs> Who's doing it now? Grace is just doing the eleventh and twelfth, and then after that, um, they're switching back to. Well, I don't even know if they're switching out of the dining thing um, quite yet. Like they're, I know they're they're focusing on the Thursday series. They have GR Lives again starting oh. up. Um, Blue Water Kings is doing showcases, I think, once or twice a month. Um, That's a better, better location, driving all the way to Grand Haven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way, way easier. Um, and I, you know, I, I haven't, like, they've, they've talked a little bit about, like, you know, in the fall is when a lot of the shows they had rescheduled are going to, you know, pop up more. They're starting to announce more things you can buy tickets for um but yeah i don't know if it'll go back to like the the full 200 seats in the venue and you know maybe until the fall but 
we'll see. <laughs> We're still not even in person uh, church right now, in person worship at our church right now. So, oh yeah, and until later on, which is fine with me because nothing feels the same. Still, nothing feels normal. I don't think we ever gonna have a normal ever again. <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those weird things where like as a as a musician you're kind of used to like the yeah. ideal version in your head never happening right. so you just have like anything that happens is just kind of like well yeah it's kind of par for the course yeah our whole industry shut down it seems like it would happen <laughs> seems like that's the natural course of a a, a nation that has de- continued to devalue the arts yep. like I, I was talking with Brandon Copeland and like Wimcat is like supplementing music programs that like went away from schools. Oh. And now instead of having like, you know, like even a weekly like band or orchestra, like once or twice a week, or sometimes every school day, like people, you know, right. bake that into the calendar. But now it's like certain schools that just got rid of it. They, they have Wimcat do these like, you know, two week intensives. And I'm like, that's not a, that's not a replacement for, for a band. Like, oh, you get two weeks to like kind of know how to do Ableton and then, or like kind of make a beat or kind, you know, learn certain things that you want to go out and apply, but you, you don't go to Wimcat. You're only going to this intensive during this, during the school year. And then there's nothing at your school to help continue that education it's it's just kind of like well eventually i might have a laptop or i might have or or a laptop like that's not a like a chromebook like something that could run a daw and run nope. plugins oh man that is insane uh, i'm so glad i got out of high school <laughs> i'm glad i had the, the teachers i did too sawyers and mr ross so oh yeah yeah and they just retired too so i'm just like dang it now i can't send my kids to them so <laughs> i had to find a new whole thing for them so. yeah well and, and it's it's interesting too to see like like the you know i think like how rainbow music is they're they're yeah. calling it uh after you know 40 plus years um <laughs> and like yeah, it's, you know, teachers retiring uh, or like, you know, even just not just teachers retiring, but like new teachers coming in, right. like there's now this big shift in like, you know, a, a chunk of educators are all out of school systems. And now there's like, you know, they have to rebuild that kind of reputation um, with someone new or someone who might not be the best fit like they have to kind of shop around or or even like you know venues that they let everybody on their sound and entertainment teams go and they're not like some some people are getting hired back some people are just leaving the industry at least right now to like you know get i don't know get paid and then come back in when they have some money (laughs) but it's yeah, this this whole this whole shift is like it's it's so much deeper culturally than like most people are gonna understand over the next decade. Um, just the shifting of like certain people that were all, like 
you know, these educators that everyone knew for years, like, oh, those people are now out of those systems. So who's taking their place? How are things getting taught? How are things running? Are these people as passionate about competition maybe? Like, oh, this school that like got good by competing, this new guy doesn't like to compete. So now that program dips potentially or or the opposite happens where like, you know, a, a school that never competes, suddenly they're going to these competitions and maybe that makes it better over five years. But right now it's butting heads. Like, I don't know. It, and then that, you know, that translates to like, oh, you know, 20 years down the road, all these kids who had their education changed or affected. Now they, you know, that's, that's stunting their artistic growth in some respect. So who are the musicians that are going to be gigging around the area, <laughs> the ne the next crop of, of young musicians? Um, yeah, it's like a lot happened in a year <laughs> that we don't, we, we know a lot of it, but not all of it. And um, audiences will continue to just exist and be like, you know, very not very privy to any of these things. And I, I think artists are being a little more transparent about the business and just like, you know, even something as simple as like sharing a meme of like, like, hey, if you buy an album, that's $10. That's like this many thousands of streams. So just buy the album if you want to support. Like, it's cool that you stream our albums, but you could listen to one of my songs 2000 times and it'll still be less than the value I'm charging for on iTunes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just interesting that way. <laughs> I think you're muted. <laughs> oh, did you hear me? I was like, I lost all of my connection when, uh, oh. <laughs> when we were talking and then, so now I'm in the kitchen. And oh, so you <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, you literally, you froze and then it, it cut off and it was just like, <laughs> you reached your time. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you talking about, Zoom? So now I'm in the, in the kitchen. Where oh, okay. <laughs> if it looks weird, I had to make a weird adjustment. But yeah. Yeah, where did, <laughs> where did it end up free? Like, did it freeze? at a specific point because i can always like right edit past the freeze point <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like right where uh we we're talking about um going uh new new teachers coming in oh yeah, yeah so it froze all the way to there till until he said i'm muted <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the way this you know the way I, my setup is yeah. I, I kind of want to mount like I'm at being at third coast, like the right. tripod's on my desk. There's a wall behind me that I kind of want to mount a TV to so I can like better see like what's happening. Cause right now my laptop's over here. Mm -hmm. So when all that was happening, I like looked over and like, okay, he's moving, but I didn't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you like completely froze. It turned off. Everything went away. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, basically I was, I was saying like, you know, like audiences, 
for better or for worse, you know, if you sum up everyone's emotion, I feel like the gist is like, wow, I didn't realize how much I miss live music. I'm going to go see live music. But right. then there's no, there's no d- deeper discussion other than like, where's the show or like what's happening. Cause like now, like talking about new teachers is like this past year, there's such a shift in like people who, you know, like, like with my friend, like how she, she was kind of forced to move earlier and like her plans to like move back to Michigan were, you know, much sooner. Um, It's kind of like, like, Oh, all these people who were in, in, you know, music education for years, uh, some of them, you know, they stepped down, some of them, you know, moved some of them, you know, they're, they're they're not teaching anymore for one reason or another right. and now it's like okay what's how does that affect the next 20 years of of music to have you know programs supplementing their arts programs with like wimcat or like other organizations that focus on arts and technology and then the people who are like good examples of educators in the area the ones that could like you know like teach people well put together like a good sounding band from whatever kind of comes their way, you know, do give kids the experiences of like working towards competitions or concerts or, you know, having that discipline or marching band. Um, it's like, all right, that affects all those people. And then when they come out of school, you know, obviously not everyone who does band and orchestra in high school is going to be a full-time musician, but the people who want to pursue that, it's like, you know, now there's a whole industry that's like, that's like shifted in some respects <laughs> and, and the, the, the path to like, the path to being, I guess, successful, however you, whatever your definition of success is like it, it's even broader, which can be a good thing, but it's also harder to like cover all those bases as an elementary school music teacher or something like you're not going to you're going to be focused on like can I keep these kids you know engaged with art like like that's you that's like the main goal with that but then you know years later they're realizing like oh I should have you know just played around more with social media or like I should have figured out video editing or I should have you know done all these learned some of all these things along the way little bits and pieces um but yeah it's i don't know it's just it it, it'll be interesting to see like how certain things have changed on like the smaller localized levels and then also with like you know live nation probably buying up certain parts of the industry and other investors like you know the Bonner, the guy who owns Bonnaroo, I think, was trying to offer COVID relief money to venues, but in exchange for like, you know, kind of a contractual, like, cut of profits in the future. So like, he he was kind of investing on the front end and then making money from um, these venues in the long run, um, which is one of those things too, where he can just you know he could invest in different spots see who's doing well sell off his investments when he deems it you know good for him Mm -hmm. and put it back into the venues that are 
working. Um, so yeah, it's like weird pressures of like, oh, we're not just be held to the audiences. We have, you know, certain invest investor types that aren't really, you know, going to be as understanding with, even with how, you know, the industry kind of tanked, but um, yeah, it's just, it's that weird feeling of like, it's fun to go back to shows and, and entertain audiences and do all this stuff, but there's so much like underneath right. <laughs> those moments that are going to carry through the next few years that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's a discussion to be had. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, for, I mean, all of you can do, I guess, with groove ground and stuff is just like right. just keep adding those little oh yeah bricks <laughs> little breaks and just keep progressing as as we go um i know myself other than groove ground i've just been trying to book and keep steady during the week with booking shows like civic so and other things like just rehearsals i've, I've been I'm enjoying having my rehearsals like during the day, like at three o'clock. Yeah. You know, so I can have <laughs> that some some shedding time or family time or just a, a gig in the afternoon on a Tuesday or Wednesday evening. So changing changing my my way of how I used to do things with with scheduling rehearsals at night is making it better for me. Um, trying out new things you, you have to now that everything switched yep life made things different now that you're i'm in control of of, of scheduling my life better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> life doing that I'm doing better at that and so um yeah man it's it's it's, it's been tough and with the, the whole pandemic, I, I find it that I have nothing to do but is progress now. Right. Everything, life happened. And everything that happened with the pandemic was weird. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, being more in charge of scheduling um and 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 making the rehearsals work and being consistent with groove ground and with myself as drummer d not as you know as d washington music or Davions as people as wants to call me um just trying to get better at that um <laughs> i really am i really am so i don't know what else we got in this, this panel <laughs> right well it and I'm sure too, with like having the the kid too, it's like another, another oh, yeah. like, you, like you look at the kid and you're like, all right, whatever you know, hang up I had about trying a thing or anxiety about a, a thing yeah. or like you know hesitancy in in getting involved in a thing is like I gotta do it because this kid doesn't know how to do anything yet. Yeah, <laughs> have to do it. So music has become a day job. since the pandemic yeah um, i've been trying to keep that before the pandemic but you know it's 
right? <laughs> That's everyone's goal. Everyone's goal is to be a full-time musician. I'm that I, I'm a dad. I have to be a full-time musician, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I, I enjoy working with Civic now and getting those girls because, you know, and BWKs on the weekend. That's very, very consistent. Yep. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's a good, well, it's a good, you know, reminder too of like like i i imagine having the kid and you know zoe already being there too but oh, having, yeah. having the kid uh yeah newborn like that you start in your head you're starting to go like all right who is invested time in me right. and what i want to do and what i need to focus on how do i like just you know keep those people like keep working with those people keep right. and then what things do i need to push to the side or say no to I've, I've been saying no a ton recently like because so many things are popping up and now it's it's like suddenly you know half a dozen singers need a pianist and like you know all these bands want to you know it's like hey do, uh, we're looking for a keyboard player like hey we're you know we're billing a show that you might not want to play on <laughs> And to have that kind of, like the to have over quarantine, like no was was definitely honed like mm-hmm. way more into my vocabulary, um, and now I don't feel like there's no like little bit of FOMO from like you know that part of me that's part of my brain that's still like in undergrad music where I'm thinking like if I say yes to this that you know something's gonna happen, but now it's like if I say no like something's still going to happen that that's just going to take the place of that. No, it's not me denying an opportunity. It's just, it's seeing, you know, what's what's right. Yeah. And like, you know, my seeing where and having so much time last year and realizing like, wow, like there are a lot of hours that I value having outside of certain, you know, expectations or forces. Cause I, yeah, I don't need to, I, I don't, I don't need to get yelled at, you know, working at Amazon or something. I need to <laughs> do, I just need to like clock in, keep doing it. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. 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 No, no nine to five for me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a nine to five. I'm on one right now. This is work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yeah, I I think people underestimate the um what or yeah, they they underestimate how much work goes into being a musician off stage. They yeah. just th- they think like, oh, your job is when you're gigging and it's like, yeah. no, it's no. No, it's, no. Yeah, it's like it's the four <laughs> hours I spent like cleaning my my, you know, piano like yeah. that you aren't going to see. So that when you do see me on stage, it's like that much better of an experience. Right. It, it's the, you know, all the emails I've sent that you'll never read. It's all the, you know, the, the schedules that keep getting shuffled around and things right. rescheduled and booked. And <laughs> Hi there. So you're probably wondering why this clip is popping up. Um, basically, uh, there was a point where Davian's was interrupted by someone at the door. So I just cut that part out so that you don't have to 
sit through any weird awkwardness. Um, but we transition back into talking about um, the work that musicians do behind the scenes. So that's where it'll pick up uh, right here. But the things that you don't see, like um, me clicking tempos all dang day and getting lists in order for BWKs. Now also BWKs every Saturday, Asamo stuff, you know, Groove Ground stuff, you know, and Elijah stuff, you know. Yep. Uh, you know, all those, all these other projects, you know, that people don't know, like, okay, I'm trying to schedule this, be a dad, uh, be an awesome, awesome boyfriend, and do other things, but it's, it's a lot of time, mm-hmm. uh, and I still want to tour too, you know, back when I was touring with Harper, it, it, I didn't have all these other things, you know, we didn't have pandemic either, so it was just easier to, to maneuver or get around and uh, to, to just do what I do. But right. life, life has updated so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, well, and it reminded me too, like, uh, it, uh, like instead of, you know, I think back to 2019 or even early 2020, me where i was like you know every i was just like overworked yeah <laughs> every week and like especially 2020 i had you know i I joked that like oh i must have had covid because how was i getting sick so often but it, there was just like <laughs> like i went on the road with mark in december and then i came home i was sick until probably the week of christmas and then i was better up until like the first week I was in Ludington for the musical residency and then I got well enough to go to Nam. but then coming back from Nam, I got sick and I didn't get better until after the, the, uh, the crooked tree showcase. So that was like another two weeks of being sick, but that whole time, even though, you know, it, it was, a, it was still a slower pace, like waiting for all the, you know, Dayquil and, you know, right. killers, like just, it's like, I just want to be able to sit upright and type on my computer right uh like i was still sending out emails and responding to things and trying to get things scheduled and now it's like i i want to use a chunk of this year like sure get back into the the business mode in that sense but also to uh take better care of myself so that when you know things open up even more next year and there's a better you know calendar of of things to perform I'm more equipped to like deal with it energy wise or like focus wise, instead of, you know, just like pushing myself into a point where I'm, you know, half asleep all the time or something <laughs> like just worn out and tired. <laughs> worn out. Oh my goodness. And then we also have church too on Sundays, man. Mm-hmm. I have to study that music. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a whole, and yeah, it's like a whole, like, you're, it's not just like, like, it'd be one thing if you were like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just learning, you know, one style or like what it's like, nope, you're doing musicals, you're doing cover gigs, you're doing church, you're doing original music, like, there's no, like, the people who, the people who say that they're like bored, or like, they don't, you know, it's, they have time or something and and they're trying to be a, a gigging 
or like a full-time musician like i never i don't understand like unless those people like already come from money and they're mm-hmm. able to just like not keep a a hectic schedule like most working musicians that i know and that i want to hire or like you know put in front of people to do things they're they're multifaceted they're they're always learning something they're they're not just like like i've i've i don't think i've seen anyone i know have to have to end up in like you know a a, a craigslist post like i'm a bass player i want to play in a band it's like no i know 12 bass players <laughs> right <laughs> like it, it's it's just yeah it 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 baffles me sometimes when people who say they want to be full-time artists don't acknowledge what that means and how that can look and like how it's, it's never, it's never stagnant. Like I, like some of those dudes pre pandemic who had like four weekly gigs. And then when that all went away, it becomes very clear of like, Oh, I was kind of just sitting comfortably in this routine and wasn't like, learning anything new or like trying anything else new or preparing you know some other project or thing and yeah it's right <laughs> like we just gotta keep working and gotta trying things on. yeah you gotta try newer things you know new things get around things that you never experienced as well which also creates work you know trying to do the, the same thing you know and I was speaking of genres of music. Um, so like I, I play a lot of funk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> a lot of funk. I'm also trying to get in other things like like bluegrass, you know, maybe, maybe the maybe my skills want me to take me and use my hot rods for a couple of gigs on the, during the week, you know. But I haven't got many of those calls. <laughs> 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 it's just a little too funky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need you to lay off of it. Yeah, we don't need the groove. We just need the yeah, yeah, yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll need the groove. Uh, I, telling, <laughs> I remember telling Joe Hedega uh, on a BWK, I was like, whenever you want to put some funk on that shine on, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody knows Shine On, they can look it up. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, um, well, and I I see, I don't know. I, I've seen more people, like, if they, if they did try a bunch of new stuff last year, yeah. like, it's only helping you know, even if they're not, you know, like, oh, like I tried streaming, even if it's, you know, you're not a stream master, like you're still figuring out the equipment and the medium and that presentation. But I've also seen good examples of people who were just like radio silent and they were, you know, like the go rounds, they like rarely address the public. <laughs> it seems like they're just like, they're all doing their, their own projects and own and their own things. And, you know, Graham's family has that farm and and it's like they you know they can they can take a step back because they know right you know they know that there's still there's still work happening behind the scenes even if like you know a fan isn't you know able to get an update from them weekly um 
and those fans will still you know be there they just yeah it's like you want to you want to keep people you want to stay up to date and current and content but i you know some of the people who didn't do any of that they had you know good explanations and they did good work offline (laughs) it's like there's still work happening even if you don't yeah like we were just saying there's work happening whether you see it on stage or whether you're not yeah man just talking to someone about getting like newsletters newsletter emails for group ground i was like what you want me to do that i was like what can i just send like text but no all right well and i've seen some people use uh like community or i forget what the name of the app is but it's like a text service that yeah you get like a like some numbers assigned to your profile and then people can uh send you messages i guess but it's really just you know it's another marketing thing you can just send out like a text blast and in addition to an email blast and you know social notifications like that that's <laughs> that's i think it's so funny like we have so many ways yeah of of like presenting things to some people and like everyone's got their own preference of like, Oh, I like Instagram. Cause it's like, you know, it's easy to scroll through. Oh, I like TikTok Cause it's this new platform. Oh, I like Facebook. Cause I'm used to it from, you know, 10 years ago, or I like email. Cause that's, you know, I, it's, I can read more and there's link, links to click and it's one big update instead of like having to log in every day and look for something. And we're expected to like, <laughs> just hit all these like metrics to have somebody you know, like, it's like, what, you, someone needs to see something seven times before they make some sort of commitment either way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. it's, yeah, the constant, like, hey, mm-hmm. come to the show. Hey, you know, there's a show that's coming up. Hey, here's the, <laughs> the details about that show. Hey, there's tickets to the show if you want to. Here's the bands. <laughs> Last chance to get the tickets. The show's yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, show's today. Show's in two hours. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Go all day about this. Yeah, definitely. This is great. This is fun. (laughs) Chatting about um I don't know, our our lives being so different (laughs) (laughs) because of the pandemic. (laughs) And well and especially for you, like having having a kid and really just like having to you know, I, I, I mean, I see the work you put in from the side, like me just watching on socials and, and hearing, you know, stuff like today. So I know you're putting in the work. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. If, it, if nothing's coming out, it's because it's being written and being developed. It's coming out. It's going to be some time. Um, yep. I have Adrian Wright. I'm going to put some bars on Loving Me. Oh, nice. So, man, I tell you, that's coming out really dope. <laughs> it really is so not because it's mine but because everyone that's on the project made it really fat thick just the way i liked it um so yeah yeah man that's that's gonna be sweet i gotta let you hear the demo yeah yeah i'll definitely. see rough see rough but yeah where uh where can people find you on all the all the socials all the socials right right i know i was gonna change it to davion's washington but i don't think a lot of people like 
that. Give <laughs> <laughs> me so much crap. Um, um, so yeah, you can just find me on social media. Um, Facebook is D Washington Music. Instagram is D Washington Music. Um, Twitter is Drums by D. Um, that's that's it. You can find me there, and then you can just find all those links, the link trees for everything you want to find, like music inside the link trees. There's no music out right now under my name. Um, but if you do want to hear some things, you can go to my link tree because I have all the other bands I play with inside my link tree. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that those, those are the spots. Yeah. Working on a band camp so I can get that Friday money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the extra Friday Friday pub. The extra Friday pub. <laughs> Yeah, any any extra like <laughs> oh, uh, we get all the money. All right, everything a hundred dollars now. <laughs> Prices go up, oh, right? Yeah, two <laughs> percent drop. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Bandcamp Friday, just the that one that one day a month where. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get, get the support. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Appreciate you for having me on here. Hopefully, we'll link up soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll link up just being in close proximity. <laughs> yeah. How it happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, enjoy, uh, I don't know, your weekend. and. Uh, or whatnot and uh I'm yeah i'm sure i'll see you soon <laughs> yeah you, can. you guys gonna have a great beer tonight so yeah kill it try to go live for me i try to get madison to go live <laughs> live or it's on the floor <laughs> yeah yeah i'll probably i'll try and have if he doesn't go live i'll, I'll try and go live for you know some chunk of it or even all of it maybe just have it go live <laughs> That'd be, I appreciate you. I really do. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate all the work you're doing, too. <laughs> yeah, Take care. Oh, so I just got home. So it's that time. Perfect timing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>